0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you are watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonken with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. The purpose for this broadcast is to encourage you, is to inspire you. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you are dealing with. There is hope. Some of us are highly, highly successful in our careers. However, we don't sleep at night because we have issues that are troubling us that nobody knows about. Some of us are dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression, dealing with fear, hopelessness, envy, discouragement, fear, doubt. The list can go on and on. Success is not only measured in your material well-being. Success is not only measured In the size of your bank account. Success is not only measured in the number of cars, houses, airplanes that you have. We know of people who have amassed as much wealth as possible, yet they are unhappy, yet they are lost. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to share my stories so that it can bring some hope, it can bring some joy, it can bring some encouragement in your life. Some of us think that we need to live our lives in compartments, in other words, You have a compartment for business, you have a compartment for your family, you have a compartment for your faith, you have a compartment for this, a compartment for that. When you have a compartmental life, you are going to run into difficulties because you always have to try to put up a face. But I want you to have one life. There is only one life. And that is a life that you, you live. And everything else flows out from that one life. And I've been talking about faith because it has played a very, very, very important role in my own life. And if you have not yet learned how to live by faith, I want to encourage you to try it out because it's going to help you deal with some of the challenges that you may be dealing right now or you're going to deal with in the future it is my story and i stand by it i'm not ashamed to share it because from what i've learned so far faith is not believing in the unknown faith is not a blind leap faith is not irrational Faith is not wishful thinking. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And if we accept that definition, it means at one point or the other in our lives, we use faith. For an experiment to be conducted and for you to get results, you start with the assurance that you can conduct that experiment You have the assurance that you can get results. If you don't believe that the experiment will work, if you don't believe that it's possible to conduct an experiment, you are not going to conduct the experiment in the first place. And that is why not everybody conducts experiments. Not everybody flies in an airplane. Not everybody drives a car. Without faith, nothing that we see in the physical world is gonna be made possible. Everything that we touch and feel starts in the spiritual realm. It starts in the realm of the invisible. When we say invisible, we're not talking about seeing with the physical eyes. We're talking about seeing with the eyes of your mind. When you see with the eyes of your mind, when when the architect sees the blueprint, when the architect, architect sees the building in their mind, they then produce it on paper and the house is built. Usually, to build a house, You have to see the house completed before you start building the house. Because if you don't do it like that, you're not going to know when to pour uh, the foundation. You're not going to know when to put what and where. You have to see the whole thing. And that is seen with the eyes of your mind. I'm not an architect. I don't know how house plans are built. I don't know how houses are conceived. But I know before any house is built, the house is already built in the mind of the architect. That is faith. For those of you who think discussions about faith don't belong in the marketplace, I want you to wake up. That company you are working for, the person who came out with the factory, the person who came out with the ideas that you are executing each day—it was a leap of. It, 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 it took faith for them to be able to come out with that idea. There are levels of faith. There's faith in God, and for those of us who wonder, we need to prove God. Please. Why do you need to prove God? What is that necessary? When you say proof, what do you mean by proof? What do you want to prove? Those who want to know God have to believe that He is and that He is the reward, the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. That is the condition. If you really want to go on that path, Yeah, believe that he is and that he's going to reward you. I've been sharing my story, and today is one of the, I'm going to talk about one of the apex of the story and how we experience divine intervention. That is how I interpret it divine intervention. I left Colorado with my family, we moved back to Texas, we are living with a friend, we've moved into our own house. That was in October, we moved in uh, August of 2009. And it dawned on us that the issue that we had overcome was that of not having a green card in the United States because when you have a green card, you have the work permit, You are not restricted to work only for a particular employer or to work only in the area that you you had your degree in. Everything boiled down to we need a green card. The options on the table, I could not exploit them. I could not get married. I was already married. Although some people floated the idea you could divorce your wife. Get married to somebody, get the green card, divorce them, and come back to your wife. In actual fact, it's paperwork. Make a fake marriage, and when you get a green card, you dissolve that marriage. I couldn't do it. It's just not something that I could do. It's not of character to me. The other option was for me, again, to declare political asylum. I said I couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. We were stuck. And I was not contemplating. I was still in school. I'm raking up the debt, paying my tuition, not knowing when the whole thing was going to be over. And I started contemplating if I should leave the country altogether with my family and move back to Cameroon. I wasn't prepared. And so we started praying. I told my wife one day, you know, uh, God brought us to this country. When I got the idea to come here, there was no money in the bank for me to to use and come to the United States. I obeyed and stepped out and grabbed a single suitcase, a, a single suitcase, Showed up in the U.S. and here I was. I finished school debt-free, and now I was faced with this obstacle. Well, God had done it in the past; He's still going to do it right now. So I said, "Let's pray. Let God put the green card in the mail and send to us." It's a, it's an outrageous prayer. It doesn't make sense, but does it hurt to pray? It doesn't hurt to pray. Doesn't hurt to ask. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be open. I just asked, like, Lord, put the green card in the mail and send it to me. I'm sharing these stories because you may be working, you may be a student, you may be stay-home mom, CEO, whatever you are doing. You have obstacles, you have challenges in your life. And this is one way that you can deal with those challenges. We prayed for the green card, declared a fast, and prayed that God would intervene and do something in our situation. Then in October of 2019, 2009, we played the Green Card Lottery. So there is a program here in the United States. Each year, people put in their names, their addresses, and there's a random selection of 100,000 people. And out of that 100,000, they give 50,000 green cards to people from all over the world. I heard about this program in 19... 97. and I, I put in application over the years I've been putting in applications trying to get a green card but it, I never got a green card uh, my younger brother got a green card through that means all this while I came to the United States in 2002 each year I'll put in an application to see if I could get a green card I never got selected. In 2009, we pushed to the wall. All options were shot, And that was the 13th year of me trying to get a green card through the green card lottery. That particular year, I don't know, we had about 14 or... 14 or 15 million applications, 14 to 15 million people all over the world were vying for those 50,000 spots. I wanted to do the math. You have 15 million people, you just put in your name and your address and your level of, uh, if you finish high school or something like that. And they would just select randomly. They, I, I don't know what formula they use. that the ought of winning the lottery really, really high. That year, we put in the application and the prayer was, if, if God wants us to stay here in the U.S., he has to show up, he has to do something regarding our immigration situation. If not, We were going to leave the country because there was no other thing we could do. I was worried. I was disturbed. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a very difficult time because I'm spending money. I'm not making any money. I'm borrowing, getting more and more into debt, not knowing when we're going to come up. We're talking about tens of thousands of dollars. And then one day, we were on the field, exercising. Because during that time, we, we started exercising, there's a lot of stress going on. We we, we exercise very regularly, five times a week. And, and uh, as we're exercising and talking, it then dawned on me that, whoa, I'm dealing with an issue of not having a green card. I'm dealing with an issue of not having the papers to work. What else would I have chosen to deal with? Many people are dealing with one thing or the other, some with cancer, some divorces, unemployment, you name it. It just occurred to me that was something to deal with. It was going to be over sooner or later, because everything that has a <laughs> beginning has an end. And I, I some sort of just embrace it, I was like, whoa, I'm dealing with something. I'm just going to accept the situation and stop trying to feel a sense of self-pity, to feel uh, as if I've been single out and, 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 and my life has been messed up with. Immediately, I embraced it. I was like, "Yeah, I, I can bear this. I, I can go through this. I don't. I don't want to be dealing with cancer. I don't want to be dealing with something else. I would deal. I accept it. Yeah, it's a challenge, but I, I accept it. I mean, call to the tax. When I did that, I had peace. That is difficult for me to explain to you. And w- what I can advise you is that stop wishing that you were dealing with something else. Embrace whatever you are dealing with right now. If it's it's unemployment, an unruly child, a tough relationship, whatever is making you uncomfortable right now, get excited. Because victory is coming your way. Maybe your business is going downhill. There's going to be a turnaround. Even if you lose the business, the rest are short. Another door will open for you. Better things are coming your way. Get excited because you are going to have a story because of that. It's very important for you not to get overwhelmed by whatever you are facing right now, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how the no matter how high the odds have been stacked against you. We needed a green card. And my wife threw in something that year that it didn't make sense to me. She said, use your middle name in the place of the last name. It's like what 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 are you talking about? It doesn't make sense. Anyway, I went ahead and I did that. Fast forward, it's June, 2010. I'm out of the house. My wife calls me on the phone. I picked up the phone I answered. She she told me, please hold your heart. The first thing that came in my mind was, is somebody dead? What type of news is she having that she's telling me to... uh, you know, hold my hat. I said, no matter what has happened, you know, spill the beans. She told me, oh, you have won the lottery. You've won the green card lottery. I have an email here. I just checked your email, and I found out that there's an email here for you saying that you've won the lottery. I was like, no way. It's impossible. It's impossible. Do you remember the seventh girl that went to the door when Peter was locked up and the brethren were praying for Peter to be released? When Peter miraculously got out of prison and was knocking at the door and the girl thought, oh, this is not possible, you know? Peter we're praying, but we're really not expecting that prayer to be answered or something. But please do pray. Do pray. Do pray. If you don't pray, there's nothing you're hoping for. If you don't pray, there's nothing you're looking forward to. Do pray. Prayer works. Pray over your business. Pray. I didn't say pray and don't do anything. Pray and walk. Pray and do the market research. Pray and and, and, and make sure your customer service is good. Pray. Prayer works. Because there are situations that there's nothing you can do because it's completely out of your control, like what we were facing. I told my wife, let it not be a scam. Back then, when you played the lottery, you had an option. It was optional to put in your email because what the organizers did is they will uh, mail in the uh, result. If you've won, they will send it Instructions for you to move up to the next level. What to do. And that year when I played, I put in my email. Thank God I did. Because what, so I told my wife, oh, by the way, check the ending of that email. If, it's end, if, it's, if the ending is .gov, then it's a legitimate email. She checked it and told me, oh, the ending is .gov. I got excited but I still could not believe that my paper was the United States of America were coming to an end. I had to see to believe. I rushed home, picked the call, picked the phone and called the organizers of the green card lottery visa and they confirmed that, indeed, I won the lottery. When that confirmation came in, we wept tears of joy because it meant a lot of things in our lives were about to change. What happened is, based on the email, I won the lottery, the mail-in uh, the paperwork, it came in, went to a wrong address, and it. the person who received it put it back in the mail, it went back to the organizers, and they decided to reach out to me through email. Can you imagine if whoever collected that mail trashed it and didn't care to put it back to be returned to sender? I would never... known because usually they will send out a hundred thousand letters and only 50 thousand people will get the green card for that year that was 2010 I was running out of money then I mean I borrowed so much and that is how I had to switch back from F1 to F2. So my wife had to go to the community college. The tuition was peanuts compared to the thousands of dollars I was paying for the MBA program. I dropped out of the MBA program now that our paper issue was about to be resolved. In 2010, it's going to take us right up to 2012 to officially get the green card. We're still unemployed. I had to wait for the temporary work permit and many other things that had to occur between 2010 to 2012. I was laid off in 2009. I would stay unemployed from 2009 right up to 2012. I've written an entire book about that transition. And there are a lot of nuggets in there. The book is still to come out. And I'll share with you when it is ready. Today, I'm talking about victory, talking about breakthrough. I'm talking about God doing the impossible. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what your difficulties are. I don't want you to lose hope. God still answers prayer. And no matter what you're facing, it's possible for you to come through on the other side. You need to hang in there. You need to keep up the fit. Those who said, if I don't solve my paper problems, I was going to suffer. They were right. But I had the last laugh because I knew and I knew and now I know and I know That being in this country at this moment is a divine mandate. And because of that, I look at life very differently. I know I'm supposed to be here, and nothing can stop me. I would have given everything in the world to know if settling in the United States is something that I should do. I'm still going to have a lot of obstacles. I'm still going to be laid off. But in everything, I have the assurance that God made it possible for me to stay here. And when you are on God's mission, God is going to take care of you. There's nothing more assuring, nothing more powerful than having this mindset. Because it's a mindset that sets you up to beat all odds. Those who said I was being foolish for not beating the system were right. But at the end, they were wrong because I have a testimony. I was tried. I was tested. I let go of America twice and now I can keep it. No matter what temptations you're facing, no matter what the difficulties you are facing right now, don't compromise. Stand firm. You are going to be vindicated eventually. It may appear as if things are delaying, but it's going to happen sooner or later. No matter how dark it's going to get, you are going to emerge victoriously. You are going to have a breakthrough sooner or later. I just want to encourage you. This is my story. And I've told you nothing more, but the truth of what happened. We are going to continue. As I said, I have put in some of the details in here. And I hope if you read this, you'll be able to see all the difficulties of navigating the current immigration uh, system that we have in the country. The next broadcast, I'm going to dive in into some of what we can do to look for a way out of the present situation that we are having regarding immigration. You may be working with a a co-worker that is an immigrant. And it's good you are aware of some of the challenges that the immigrants are facing. Together, we can make a difference. I want to thank you today for watching, for sticking through this uh, broadcast. If you have questions, if you have doubts, if you need to be prayed for, email me. The email is on the screen. You can call me as well, Kingdom. 101 at gmail.com is the email address. If you're listening uh, through the podcast, the phone number is 214 9083963. God bless you. You've been listening to Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IAM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. See you next time.